Magical Mist Entertainment Production, hosted by Miss Nikki Kirby, co-hosted by Saul Ravencraft, sponsored by Ever Moving We Rise, and Moonlight Potions and Charms. Executive Producer, Nikki Kirby. And welcome to a new year of Witch Hat Chats, sponsored by Ever Moving We Rise and Moonlight Posters and Charms. Come on in and sit for a spell. I am your amazing goddess host, Miss Nikki Kirby, and we have the amazing chaos magician, his name is Saul Ravencraft. How are you doing, Saul? And happy New Year! Yes, indeed. We're we're knee deep in twenty twenty three already. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, how was your New Year? It was pleasant. It was it was a family affair. We went to pinballs and played old pinball machines and video games. The original Star Wars video game and Tempest and uh all that kind of stuff my daughter and her fella were able to join us uh and so it was it was very pleasant and before before we went to pinballs we did a little hiking in some of the local little parks uh there's actually a place close by called the godzilla nature preserve uh and i just think that's wonderful so we went and poked around there for a while and saw a couple of little cave areas in the area that are all closed up but it's nice to see that they're there and it was it was very pleasant of course the weather was beautiful so that made it easy it wasn't cold at all uh and but it was it was a, a very nice transition into that and of course with the new year i'm taking this uh this winter time, these transitions very seriously uh, and trying to use this time to refactor and reset and make changes for my own good um, and hopefully not disrupting everything else. Uh, it's it's difficult to, to work out some of those balances, but I recognize that a lot of my energy is going into other other people's manifestations uh and there's not a whole hell of a lot left over for me and i uh i need to do something about that uh, i need to refactor a lot of things that that are are in my world right now so that's that's kind of the the theme for the moment and it's it's an interesting time uh what's what's in your world well it's been a lot warmer than it has been um in the last couple of days you know around um christmas it was cold as hell i mean it was freezing absolutely below freezing um you know in the south we're used to it being warm and it was not warm it was cold <laughs> <laughs> 
And then it was actually up um, in the 60s, you know, around the last couple of days, even, you know, around today is up very nice and very warm. I kind of like it. Um, yesterday, I got to the point where I was going to close my Amazon store. Uh, Moonlight Potions and Charms, we sell on different types of websites and one of them being on Amazon. Because Amazon, um, although it's great for the consumer, it's not really good for the sellers a lot of times. And um, it's been giving me a lot of problems um, for 2022 and hasn't really sold a lot of things. And I just got to the point where I decided to hell with this. And I came in and I just told my um, deities, I said, I'm just going to close the damn store. I'm, I, I've had it, you know, and I said, to hell with this. And then I just walked out and, <laughs> and then within four hours, I got five orders from Amazon. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I guess she didn't want me to do it, but see, you know, the thing about it is, it's, it's really hard because with, with Amazon, and this is what we're talking about as far as what, what people don't understand from, from a store owner's perspective is we have costs that cost us. So when it costs us, we have to raise our prices. And when we are using another uh, company's uh, platform, which is what Amazon is, basically Amazon is a platform. They charge us and they charge us certain things. So when we're using, for example, let's take Amazon. Amazon, I'm having to charge double what I would normally charge on my website. And that's because Amazon takes about half of whatever I um, sell it for. And then on top of that, they want to take out of my little portion that I have, they want to take the shipping out of that little portion. And shipping has actually tripled um, over the past year. I mean, I had to actually raise it twice in the last two days um, because uh -huh. it literally has gone up. And this is USPS. I don't use UPS. I don't use FedEx because they are even worse than USPS. And um, because I'm trying to keep the rates cheaper and um, Amazon does not make any deals with the USPS. Um, Etsy actually makes better deals with USPS than um, Amazon does. And so... It's really hard to try to keep prices down because I'm having to charge the people. Not only do I have to charge them double, but I'm also having to charge them shipping. And I'm having to charge them a flat rate of shipping, whether I'm having to pay that rate or I'm having to pay a double amount. So I'm having to charge them the bigger amount of shipping, and that's not fair. And I hate to do that on Amazon. 
but that's just the way it has to be because Amazon doesn't do a flat a a way of being able to get it to where it's easier for us to be able to charge them a reasonable rate of shipping. They right. they don't do it by weight. They don't do it by flat rate. And and it really, really ticks me off. Um because that that brings it to the customer and and of course the customer's looking at this candle and it's like okay I'm having to pay twenty dollars for this candle first of all and then on top of that because the shipping has gone up so much I'm having to pay twelve dollars for shipping well is this candle actually worth it yes it's a conjure candle and yes and you know we talk about everything that goes into this conjure candle, you know, your spell work and, and so forth. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, all that other stuff that, that goes into it. And me, my Etsy candles don't even being charged half of that. I don't even charge that in, that much. And even when you're paying shipping, you don't have to pay that much on, on the shipping. But see, on Amazon, I happen to do that in it. And it really bugs me because it's not fair. It's not fair to the customer that I'm having to do that. So, of course, they're overlooking my candle for something else. And it's not really fair to me. It's not fair to the customer because the customer is not getting this, this candle that may be better for them versus a candle that is sent out by a corporation that number one their ingredients may not be um authentic they may have stuff in them that is not good for the environment is not organic is not spiritual being made you know the whole whole nine yards i can go into detail so they're getting a lesser spiritual product cheaper versus something that is actually being handmade that has been prayed over, that's been done, that somebody actually gives a crap about the customer, okay? All because Amazon makes all these rules and they they care about the customer. They claim they care more about the customer and they don't do anything to help the um, business owner to help the customer so it really pisses me off about that so there's there's my argument about amazon <laughs> yeah well I, I understand okay okay so there's my argument on amazon but i still i still like amazon for their prime okay so <laughs> there we go <laughs> all right so all right so the announcements that we've got today so of course ever moving we rise will be back on january the 29th with our in bulk ritual we're going to be doing the three faces of bridget so what we mean by the three faces of Bridget is we're going to be doing the goddess Bridget 
and St. Bridget and Mama Bruget. So we're going to be honoring all three phases of her because she is a transformative goddess. And the thing about Bridget is Bridget, she is one of the very few goddesses that we can actually say has really, truly survived with her people as they have traveled and as they have moved from or have been conquered more clearly conquered by one religion over another. So it's it's been um, one of the things that we are going to be remembering, we're going to be um, discussing, we're going to be honoring her. So I'm really looking forward to that on the 29th of January at 8 o'clock. And so we're going to be doing that. And then um, with Moonlight Potions and Charms, we're also another Etsy star seller, <laughs> which means we have amazing services, we have fast shipping, and we have absolutely everything has been really great with us. Just like I was saying, we really, really care about our customers. You know, the thing about a lot of metaphysical shop owners is that we do authentic products. And I know with me, when I say authentic products, means we actually do, like when I take a candle, for example, I don't just sit there and slap on any oh any old um, label and then just throw on any type of oil or just grab a couple of green things and throw it in there into a um, candle. No, no, no. Number one, I take time to design the actual label. And, and it's usually when a goddess calls upon me or when a um, loa or some type of divine calls upon me and we sit there and it takes it's not something that's instant it usually takes a while for me to be able to get that done and it's a very much a very spiritual experience when I when I get that when I do that so that takes a lot of time just for me to be able to do that label that I've done. On top of that, then once I got that label, I have to, because see, with, when it comes to the label, I haven't done any research on that deity most of the time until afterwards, because I don't want to be what they call it. I don't want anything else to go into my mind. I want that deity to speak directly to me. This is how this, this is how it wants to be seen. And so I don't want anything else to kind of corrupt that image. So that's the reason why I don't do any research until afterwards. And usually it's exactly the way it, it wants to be. So I kind of like that. 
and 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 when I show it to people before I do my research, they're like, oh my God, that's the way I I picture them. And, and it's really, really amazing when, when I see that. But anyway, I put the design, I put the label on there. And then, of course, I have to go do my research and figure out what kind of herbs that they need. How do they want that in there? And I also talked to the deity about this. How do you want your candle fixed? What kind of um, herbs do you want? What kind of oils do you want when you want an, an oil to be made? Do you want an oil specifically to be made for you? Um, if so, what kind of oils do you want? How do you want that oil to be made? The whole nine yards. And then we have to go and pray over that once the candles been made. It's a whole process. And everything's authentic versus... Um, a um, machine made, like the ones that are from India. If you ever go and smell those things, those things smell horrible. They smell like tar. If you ever smell tar, you ever smell tar saw? Those things <laughs> are disgusting. Yeah. Or you smell oil, you know, like, like that oil from the, from the car. That stuff is disgusting. It makes you freaking sick. Or it smells like gasoline. Oh, my God. That shit's disgusting. So, I mean, you see those things in those cheap little stores. Ew. Like, Jesus. So, I mean, that's that's the type of stuff that real authentic um, metaphysical shops, people that actually care that's the kind of things that they hold dear. So anyway, that's what we get recognized for, is for what we care about. And Etsy recognizes us for that. And a lot of our customers give us great reviews on that. And we spend time talking to our customers, letting them know this is how you want to do this, this and that. And they ask us questions. So we're really great upon that and also our se store right now we have a sale for in bulk on select items so if you want to go to our etsy store and when you use the coupon code in bulk 2023 you can get 10 percent off for a limited time so make sure you go do that all right, Saul. So, so what are your announcements? I know you're still going to that um, Arcanum. Yeah, right? I'm a Curia Arcanum's House of Curiosities. We're going to back off on Thursdays um, and the broadcast on Thursdays because uh, it's just difficult for people to get there at that time. <clears throat> and uh, I'll be focusing on Sundays um, and uh, uh trying to put some more Saturdays in there. Uh, so please come out. It's a wonderful place to be. And if you are in the Austin area at any time, it, it really is a, an oasis of uh, just metaphysical uh, good stuff. Uh, and uh, whether whether I'm there or not, you should go, go check them out. Curia Arcanum's House of Curiosities. Um, and of course, uh, still doing Vault of Horror. 
this uh, the uh, actually tomorrow uh, is <clears throat> our first screening. Uh, we're doing uh, Black Sunday, directed by Mario Bava and starring Barbara Steele. Uh, and this one of those movies that just gets you right into the action. It starts it starts with the execution of a witch, um, which ends up being a bad idea. And uh, they, it's always a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> but Bava does a really good job of getting you to feel the terror of this thing. It's a black and white film, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't have a lot of gore. That doesn't matter. It's just really good storytelling. So looking forward to screening that. Uh, Monday it'll be at Mr. Tramps, and then Wednesday we'll be at the drive-in. Uh, so make sure you're checking things out. Uh, and it's it's a time of, of refactoring. I've got a few uh, workshoppy kinds of things that I want to do but I'm trying to figure out the best way to do it for everybody. We're going to examine uh, Joseph Campbell's series, The Power of Myth, which I think is a really important set of videos to watch for anyone who's trying to wrap their head around uh, multiple, multifaceted spirituality, which is what our world has. Uh, you don't get to, I mean, you get to be one thing, but you, the world's going to be whatever it is. And this series made a big difference to me. Uh, I want to review the, uh, the Four Agreements, which I think is very helpful for people doing their shadow work. Um, I want to look at the Kabbalion, because I think there are really important principles there about how you look at what is going on with you and how you're going to direct your energy toward that. I think it, it lays out some clear ideas for that. Um, and there's, there's two or three other things that are bubbling around. Uh, I really encourage you to get on my mailing list, my email list. I know, email, so old-fashioned. But it's, it's a way that I can communicate with you differently than what I can do on Facebook or something like that, because it's just me and you. And you can respond to me, and we, we can work with things more easily than we can in the social media. Still on Facebook, still encourage you to be there, but there will be things going out through the emails that are not going out in social media, uh, including a deal right now for everybody through the end of the month. And you won't know about it if you're not on the mailing list. How do you get on the mailing list? You go to TexasMojoMan.com. Go up where it says contact. It says sign up now. Uh, I'll probably put up a, a, a button that's a little more prominent for that. But you click that sign up now. You fill in the information and you're in. And that's it. It's easy. Um, my goal for 2023 is to, to re-examine what I'm offering, what I'm doing, and how I'm doing it. And to try and create a better connection with like-minded people to help get them what they want, and 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 stop trying to do what what everybody else is doing, right? To find other ways that help take care of the people that are on the same path that I am, uh, and to 
share with you what I've experienced and how I've progressed, but help you get your journey on track as well. Uh, not as a guru, but as a fellow seeker who may be a few steps ahead. So that's that's what's going on. And uh, a lot of it is is forming as we speak. So we'll uh, we'll see. January is going to be very interesting for me. Did that make any sense at all? <laughs> well, you know, you're always speaking in riddles anyway, Saul. <laughs> so, you know, Saul, we are everywhere, aren't we? Oh, you betcha. We are with TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts, YouTube. So subscribe, follow us, like our pages, download our episodes, and take us on the go. Go to our link tree to find out where we are. And so, what is our biggest event that we got going on this month, Saul? Well, it'll be here before you know it, Manifestasia 2023. Woo! Uh, it, it, it's, it's one of the only great witchy gatherings that you can enjoy in your pajamas. Oh, my God, for the whole year. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. And it's only a few weeks away. It is. It'll it, seriously. It will be here before you know it. Uh, the all access weekend pass is only sixty four dollars. Uh, there are still some opportunities to uh, be a sponsor if you would like to do that. Uh, and uh, we've got some wonderful sponsors to thank. We have Ever Moving, We Rise, Moonlight Potions and Charms, Saul Ravencraft Wizard, uh, who are also regular sponsors of this program. Uh, but we also would like to give our thanks to Douglas Floyd, uh, Victoria Monday, and Kitchen Witch Gourmet. And you'll see uh, some of those commercials in our uh, commercial breaks today. Yes. And the thing about it is, this year we have some amazing, amazing presenters for our witch shops that we've got because our theme is social justice. And our presenters, of course, we have returning to us is Miss Byron Ballard and Star Ravenhawk. But we also have some new people, and they are Opal. Luna, as well as Emma Catherine, Sin Elias, and Rhonda Aline. So these are amazing, amazing speakers, and they all have expertise in social justice magic. And you know, it's kind of hard to bring all these people together. And I had to work my personal magic to be able to bring these wonderful people together. And so, if you can be able to go ahead, get your tickets and come see all these people, this is gonna be a great thing. Indeed, indeed. It will be a lot of fun. Yep, yep, yep. All right. 
So, do you want to know what our divination is for today? Always, always. What you got? All right. So, our tea divination for today is, because we drink tea here, we also drink other things as well. But we're not allowed to say that because this is a PG-13 thing. Anyway, we drink tea. And our tea divination is, when something goes wrong in your life, just say plot twist and move on. <laughs> so tell us, what does that mean to you, Mr. Saul? Well, it's, uh, it, it sounds like a coping mechanism. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I guess one of the things that I see it's trying to address is the way that we will just put so much emphasis on a particular thing and we'll decide, oh, this is a sign, this is happening because, and, and we'll, we'll derail ourselves by trying to understand why, why me, why did this happen to me? And, and it's just, you know, shit happens. And, and that's really what it's about. Um, a friend of mine was literally a brain surgeon. Uh, his name was uh, Doc Stanley Seton. So Stanley Seton. <laughs> uh, he passed away um, a few years ago. And uh, another friend of mine, Kent, spent a lot of time talking to him about things. And he said that he had a technique with his wife when she would do something that was just uncomfortable or or that could be taken that, that could start an argument mm -hmm. and she would come and she would express her perspective and instead of arguing instead of trying to fix it he would say to himself wasn't that interesting <laughs> Now, he didn't tell her that he did that, right? But but it was his way of diffusing the thing to, to not go, well, what the hell is that supposed to mean? And, you know, don't you understand? And, and all the things that we want to do to fight back at something when someone's got it wrong. You have no clue. You don't know me, right? All that kind of stuff. And he just came up with a way to observe it and just go, wasn't well, that interesting? And and he didn't he didn't push or argue or anything like that, because he realized that that a lot of what was going on was not about him, and and it, trying to 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 get in there uh, didn't help. Um, you know, it's funny when when you wonder what is it that people think about me. And you find out that they don't. <laughs> right? Like telling people all the time, it's not about you. Yeah. It's about them. Yeah. And so I think this is uh this is another way to 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 just pile on with, with all of the other coping mechanisms, right? Shit happens. Isn't that interesting? Plot twist. Uh just it's it's a it's a distraction. And, um, you know, 
uh, it was one of the one of the key points in the four agreements. It's not personal. Mm -hmm. It's just not personal. It's just it's just stuff. It's a lot of atoms moving around, and stuff happens. <laughs> I don't know. You got a you got a, a, a something to to add to that? Maybe a point where where you recognize that. Uh, to me, it's just a way of saying move on. Basically, you know, a lot of people they pick one event and they get stuck. That one event, that one event defines their whole life, and they cannot move on. That one event is the reason why their whole life is shit. That's it. They cannot move on. They cannot do anything. Their whole life shit because of that one event. If that one event did not happen, their whole life would be grand and they would be rich and they would be president of the United States or they would be <laughs> senator or they would be, you know, the 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 a movie star or whatever the hell they wanted to be, you know, whatever it is. Instead of just turn around and saying, okay, that happened to me. Let me see what I can learn from that and move on. Right. And some of these events, I'm not saying that tragic things don't happen. And I'm not saying that it doesn't, that some things are not hard as hell to get through you don't get over it when somebody tells you to get over something they don't get it you never get over something you get through it you never get over it to get over something means it never fucking happened no no you don't do it you get through it there's a difference but when you say plot twist it's a different way of looking at it it also tells you that it's not about you it's about them so it gives you a different perspective to look at things. It helps you to understand that what this person did or whatever the event was, it wasn't really about you. You just happened to be there. That was it. You were at the wrong place at the wrong time, and it freaking happened. And whatever had happened, you need to learn from it. And you need to figure out a way to be able to move on. You can't blame anybody. You can't go back in time. You can't say, well, if I move, if I would have gone right instead of left, you can't do those what if things. You have to figure out a way of moving on and quit blame, doing the blame game. Because it's not going to help you. None of that helps. Being stuck in the past does not help you. It doesn't help you move forward. It doesn't help you to get money. It doesn't help you do anything. It doesn't help you with your mental health. It doesn't help you with your emotional health. It doesn't help you with your physical health. It just keeps you stuck. So to me, moving forward is the only thing that helps you. And I like it when they say plot twist. It, it, you know, I kind of think it's a, to me, it's, it's, it's funny. It, it actually brings a little bit of humor to mind because 
people take things these days so damn seriously. It's like, Jesus. I, I read another one today that says, you can't take life so seriously, you you won't survive it. <laughs> right. right? I like that. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. Because you can't. You, 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 everybody wants to take everything so freaking literal and so seriously all the time. And I am so sick and tired of everybody taking things every, so seriously. It's like, come on. Let's lighten up. Let's show people that we can be good to, towards one another and in harmony for once. Instead of saying, oh, it's all about me. Where's my stuff? Where's me? Me, 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 me. Screw that. Hell with that. But anyway, we're getting off the task. But um, <laughs> basically, yeah, it's, it's about moving forward. And it takes some time. It's about your your shadow work. Yep. But you know, just just get in there, do it, and do it well. Fair enough. Yep. And with that, we are going to go to our amazing and wonderful sponsors, and we will be right back with our guest host. Have you wondered what spirituality is? Spirituality is limitless, as it does not contain any boundaries on beliefs or practices. Spirituality's most important component is personal experience, and allows one to explore it freely. Every movement we rise is a spiritual moving tradition, as our name is our lifestyle, because we are persistently rising and moving forward. We realize that everyone's spiritual journey is extremely personal, but more easily traveled with reinforcement. We'll teach you to become friends with your shadow, emerge your authentic self, and give you time and space to develop your own spirituality. And when situations bump back, you'll have the entire community behind you as we are a magical family who work to sustain each other. Discover the benefits of working within a society dedicated to helping you grow on your personal path. Visit us on our website, Linktree, or Facebook page and discover why we don't fit in the box. Behind the door and you should find the return of the bare bone trio. See no evil, hear no evil, and speak no evil skeletons. This bare bone trio reminds us not to take life too seriously and shows us the sense of humor we all have. Each one crafted with specific details and are great for the day of the dead, your ancestor altar. Halloween, Sawin, Hecate, and the possibilities are limitless. And there is so much more in our wicked store to help you to embrace the power of your own magic. So come on in to Moonlight Voices and Charm at www. 
MoonlightPotionsCharms.com and discover the wicked things that ignite the magical passion in you. Kitchen Witch Gourmet is a wonderful way to bring the magic of tea into your world. Kitchen Witch Gourmet is your resource for high-quality loose teas, herbal teas, black teas, green teas, and special blends. Need the perfect pot to brew your tea? Kitchen Witch Gourmet has teapots, infusers, and more accessories to make every brew a pleasure. Check out the broom closet for magical tools and custom art for your divine pleasure. Explore the Bath and Body Collection for luxurious herbal baths and personal items that will cleanse and clear you head to toe. Join the Tea of the Month Club for a guided monthly tea experience delivered direct to your home or office. Kitchen Witch Gourmet has all you need to perfectly start your day, end your day, and enhance all the moments in between. Behold all the wonders at kitchenwitchgourmet.com. And welcome back to Witch Hat Chats. I am Saul Ravencraft. I am here with Miss Nikki Kirby. It is our favorite time of the show. Of course, it is our favorite time of the show. Do you think that we need to bring on our guest host today? Oh, you betcha. All right. So our guest host is going to come on. And this guest host is a high priest of a coven of the Silver Fairies. The guest host studied, practiced, and continues to perfect his magic for over 10 years. Whoa. You know, that is a long time. Mm. A long time. God, that is so old. It's a long time. Mm. His experience... His, uh, excuse me, his expertise is in tarot and astrology and magical workings. So let me introduce and welcome back our brother, Alan O'Connor. How are you feeling, Alan? Pretty good for an old guy. <laughs> <laughs> see all the gray hair? <laughs> yeah, I can say that because you are our brother. <laughs> Thank you very much. I am very honored. <laughs> yeah. And to tell you the truth, I don't think 10 years is that long. I mean, I know a lot of elders in the community that have been doing this their whole life. Uh, but I was a late starter. <laughs> I didn't start until I was about like 50, 51 years old, maybe 52, start practicing. So, uh, yeah, but a lot. It's been an exciting ride. <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's really been fun, very fulfilling journey, and I think that's what a lot in our community, um, you know, have. It's it, there's a lot to learn, there's a lot to uh, take in, but the journey itself of the spirituality that enhances your life and usually makes it better. It's all worth it. It really is. It, it's all worth it. So uh, thanks for having me in. Oh, not a problem, honey. <laughs> and you're right, 10 years is not um, very long at all. <laughs> I just had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is a little regret there. I, if, I, I can only imagine where 
I would be now and what I would be doing if I started like maybe 20 years before I did. I mean, I mean, I know high priestesses who are just barely 30 years old. I'm like, wow, they started when they were kids. So I'm like, wow, the wisdom they're going to have when they get into their 60s. But I will say this, in 10 years, it was all in. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was learning. Um, you know, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, I've had many different teachers from many different traditions. And I think that has really been a plus. Um, my first was from the Cabot tradition. My second was from an Egyptian tradition. And then the next four teachers were from my past tradition. Um, and then, then there have been others, you know, um, that have come from some other eclectic traditions that I've just kind of like, hey, Alan, you ever try this? I'm like, wow, that's a great idea. So I'll listen and I'll try anything uh, that makes sense. So um, I think, you know, I, I consider that um, a gift from the goddess and God that I had so many good, very, very good teachers. So um, I hope I did them proud. And now I'm in, the, now I, now I teach. So I do the best to enhance my students' lives and to teach them magic, to, you know, make them, you know, just how they can use magic to make their lives better, which therefore spreads out into the community. And, you know, it just, you share the love. So um, that's, that's pretty much my story for, you know, uh, you know, I started back in 2012 real quick. Um, you know, I was dedicated to my coven and I knew that's where I wanted to be, that the coven that I dedicated to, which was Pale Moon Wolf. And, you know, I just started picking up. I was just hungry for knowledge. I loved how ritual went. And, um, and I just started, you know, eventually after I got my first, I started learning more and more and more. And uh, as far as the astrology and the tarot, uh, I started doing that on the side as a hobby back in the 80s. So I brought all that knowledge with me, which really, really helped. You know, it, you know, it came in, it came in real ha handy when I was for magic. It's, you know, it was great. So I, that that was helpful. But now it's, you know, it's I'm a, I just became a third degree uh, last, uh, not two years ago, two, about a year and a half ago. So uh, now it's a uh, boy. Once you become a high priest. Or a high priestess, it's a whole new ball game. You got to mm -hmm. worry about everything, like you do with the show. You and Saul have to worry about the technical stuff, everything. So I get it. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a whole new ball game. You know, once you get to that um, higher level, and and people's like, oh, I want to be, you know, the high priestess, or I want to be the high priest, and I'm like, um, you don't know what the responsibility is until you get there and then you got people who actually get there and then they're like i don't want to do this and I'm like it, it takes dedication it takes a lot of study to, to get there because i'm also a high priestess in several different traditions as well and it's and it's hard number one you got to do the studying and it's not just study you got to do the practice as well and then you have, have to have the discipline to get to it and then you have to have the ability to lead others there's your hard part right there is to be able to lead others and to be able to listen there you go because a lot of people they want to give advice they want to try and give advice to people 
They don't want to listen. And most time people, they just want to get it off their chest. They don't want you to turn on and tell them what to do. They just want to get it off their chest. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I have to totally agree with you there. Uh, there have been some ideas that have come into my head and I'm like, and I'll go to the, I'll go to the, the, the coven and I'll like, well, what do you think about it? And, uh, and I get some real good answers. And, you know, there's been some ideas that I've put out there like, Alan, we don't think that's a good idea. And I'm like, wow, you know what? You're right. <laughs> so, yes, you have to be humble. You know, you have to listen to, you know, your students. Now, our coven has men and women in it, but there's like an inner and an outer court that we've got set up. So, mm -hmm. you know, I have what I call my serious students who are like all in it's like lesson whenever i'm on whenever i have time off i'm going to one of their houses and teaching them because i do my teaching not over pretty much one-to-one -one. best way to teach best way to teach and once i teach something then we're like okay now we're going to demonstrate it because i it's so much better i, I you know maybe it's a vanity thing with me but i want to I want to teach. I want my students to be the best they can be. I want. I want them mm -hmm. to be ass kicking witches. <laughs> I'm right. sorry. I want them to be the best. And my teachers had very high standards, and they they would they would get on me. They really would. I, one time, I told my high priest, "I'm like, I don't know if I'll have time for this. If you're, if he's like, his exact words were, if your spiritual life means something to you, you will make time." I was right. I made time time so yeah so that's i agree you you know but i have learned from my students and that's what's really exciting when they teach me things um some of them have written amazing spells i'm like may i put that in my spell book and they, they it makes they think wow this is great he loves it but it's really good and they all have their diverse strengths you know so um i have i have two shamans in the coven. I have a medium in the coven. Um, we have someone who is just brilliant at stones. I mean, he, you give him a stone, he's going to tell you what it is. Uh, you know, you know, we have someone that came from reclaiming that has all of that knowledge. And we, and I have three of my elders from my old coven are in my coven. So this is really strange that my old high priest and high priestess are in my coven. That is just, it's like, but I honor them for their knowledge. I really do. And uh, their wisdom. So, I mean, what can you say? I hope I did them proud. So that's it. Okay. That's what I got for now. So what's coming up in 2023? All right. Well, let me tell you a little bit. 2022 had some really amazing things happen. Not all of them were positive. <laughs> It, there were some real stressful, you know, um, challenging aspects. There was um, a Saturn-Uranus square. I think there was a Mars-Uranus square. Uh, there was a lot going on with some of the challenging aspects. So I started looking into 2023, and there's not as much as of that at all. I mean, actually, I, I was having trouble finding. The planets just don't seem to be interacting too much this year. Um, there were some minor aspects, but I was looking for some real major conjunctions or squares or trines, um, uh, you know, 
meaning, you know, uh, meaning anywhere from zero degrees to 90 degree to 120 degree or the 60 degree aspects, um, you know, and when that happens, you know, is usually an event. So there's one major one I saw coming up and I'll get to that. But I'm going to start what we got to look forward to at the beginning of the year. And I'm going to go through as the year progresses. I'm going to give you some dates too. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about is the four Mercury retrogrades. All right. Um, and Mercury retrograde gets a bad rap. <laughs> okay. Uh, of course, Mercury rules machinery and the internet <laughs> and, 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 thinking in general and communication in general, okay? So when it goes retrograde, a lot of people will like, oh, the internet's messed up, the, the washing machine broke, you know, everything's going haywire. Just what it means and what any planet means when it goes retrograde is that its energy is more inwardly directed. It's more experienced on a personal level, okay? Um, so Mercury retrograde is a great time to finish things that you have started, any project you have started, finish up, but also plan for the future. Start making your plans for when the retrograde period ends and then put them into, you know, get that bounce when the planet goes direct. So the first Mercury retrograde, and I wrote the dates down here so I don't have to keep going into an ephemeris and looking. It started on the 29th of this last year, which is just about less than about a week ago. And um, it will last to the 17th of this month. Now, the Mercury retrogrades, there are, there are four, counting the one that started at the 29th of December. And mo they're all happening in pretty much Earth signs. The last one will have a little Sag and Capricorn in it. But they're all happening in Earth signs. So what we need to watch out for... Um, the good part, well, let's go over the good stuff first. With the four Mercury retrogrades that are going to happen this year, and they're going to happen, you know, that one's happening now. The next one will happen on April the 21st. Um, and the next one after that, it will be August 23rd. And then after that, it'll be December 13th. And they run for a period of three weeks after that. Okay. Um, they're going to all be in Earth signs this year. So, this would be really a good time to put some serious thinking into uh, practical matters because the earth signs are practical. This is where we're very practical. We, you know, they rule money. They rule service to others. They rule your health. Okay. And they rule your profession, and your fame. Okay. And your reputation. So you want to put a lot of thinking into that during those, those periods. That's the good thing, okay? That's the good part where, okay, uh, you know, it's going to, you're going to need, you should be focused in those areas of your life. The, the not so good part is you're going to have to be careful to have disagreements over money, <laughs> you know, oh, you know, over um, what pet to get because, you know, the, the pets and health, you know, you're, you know, you may not agree with your doctor on health issues or your significant other on health issues. Um, you, you know, how you give service to others, that may be, uh, you know, there, there, there may be a little like, well, I think I sh we should do this. And, you know, you know, if, for instance, an example, if, you know, the coven, half the coven says we should do this, half the coven says we should do that. So <laughs> you see what I mean? 
Um, and also, you may, you may, you're going to have to be very careful about getting along with your boss. Okay, you know, this will impact the job a lot. So um, just be mindful of that during those retrograde periods to, um, you know, be, you know, to not, you know, to not really have, because their conflict can arise. Um, although I didn't look to see where Mars was, and I think Mars is, hold on, I'm going to check something. I think Mars is in Gemini now, so that would, that would, that's a mental thing. Yes, Mars is currently Mars is currently retrograde in Gemini. So, yes, getting along with uh, there's definitely going to be a little more stress and um, and conflict um, when you're dealing with neighbors, coworkers, uh, and and your family. You know the relationships you don't choose because that's what Gemini rules. Okay, um, neighbors, coworkers, siblings. You know. Any relationship, you know, you just don't choose. You know, you'll choose your partner, you'll choose who you socialize with, but you can't, you know, your brother and your sisters, well, you know, they, you know, you're most of the time your neighbors, you just move in and it's whoever's there. And when you're hired, well, you just got to take whoever you're going to work with. Uh, so that's the Mercury retrogrades. Anybody, you know, any questions on that? You talked about, uh, issues with with your boss and that sort of thing uh, i think that we have a number of entrepreneurs freelancers and that sort of thing uh people who uh, because of their free spirits have become somewhat unemployable uh <laughs> how um how does that factor into people that don't necessarily have a boss don't necessarily have co-workers all right. Well, in that case, you know, they'll, they can do what they want. So um, pretty much, you know, once again, Mercury retrograde, there's a lot of inner thinking. And when you do this inner thinking, you're like, you're kind of cleaning, you know, you're kind of setting your own house in order. This is what is a good time for this. Like, what do I want? What do I want to do? You know, so there's a lot. So those interpreters, you know, they're free thinkers, which can kind of like, well, you know, I can do what I want. And I'm going to get into another thing, too, which fits into that. And, and that's going to be, um, you know, the, the Jupiter, uh, you know, I mean, the, the Saturn going into Pisces, because those people are usually trying to make their dreams become realities. And actually, that's the next thing I'm going to talk about. Um, and with Saturn going into Pisces, you know, you're going, you know, Pisces rules the dream world, okay? Um, you know, it rules our ideals. You know, what we really would love to do, you know, uh, that bucket list. Um, and, you know, with Saturn, Saturn's a planet. Saturn's kind of like, well, can we do it? Can we afford this? Saturn, Saturn's a very practical planet. So you're going to be using, you know, you're going to be putting practical applications into your wants. And that's a good thing when it can be managed. It really is an exciting thing when it can be managed. Now, I'm a big fan of Saturn. Saturn gets a bad rap. It really does. Because usually things associated with Saturn are usually unpleasant. But Saturn will always give you what you want. But you got to be patient. Got to be patient with that Saturnian energy. It works at its speed. It's, it rules an Earth sign. It rules Capricorn. People that have strong Saturns or, you know, their Saturn is activated, 
they don't give up. They don't give up. So this is going to be, you know, a good time. So getting back to those interpreters, uh, you know, and starting around March, uh, entrepreneurs, you know, artisans, starting around March, it's going to be a good time to start making dreams realities. And We're going to have to take a pause here and listen to some words from some of our wonderful sponsors then we will be right back talking about the stars the planets and what they hold for us with alan o'connor here on witch hat chats i'm Saul ravencraft co-host of witch hat chats i understand just how confusing and chaotic it can be to open to a path of magic and manifestation everything seems to Turn on its head. I want to be an ally as you find the way upon your path. My studio setup will let us do readings, coaching, and exploration virtually, just as though you were sitting across the table from me. One size does not fit all, and we will work together to craft the right approaches to build your practice, your confidence, and your power using the tools of divination, magical works, and spirit connections. It's never too late to embrace a new path and emerge empowered. Go to TexasMojoMan.com and select Contact to begin. There's a message now. Let's get started working on your very good fortune. Looking for something a little more witchy? There's no need to call the corners. The search is now over. Introducing The Awakening, a paranormal activity activity book, part of the Victoria Mondays Paranormal Activity series. A witchy activity book filled with paranormal and sacred geometry pages to color. A do-it-yourself grimoire, and a special 12-month manifestation calendar. Also from Victoria Monday, a modern-day cyber grimoire, a magical book to keep track of passwords and websites. Find these books and more on Amazon.com and also at VictoriaMonday.com. Get ready to manifest January 21st. 2023. Amazing minds sharing and interacting with you, including Byron Ballard, Star Ravenhawk, Opal Luna, Sen Elias, Emma Catherine, and more. Using our magic for social justice, Manifestasia 2023. Weekend passes are only $64 and available now at witchhatchats.com. And welcome back to Witch Chat Chats. And Saul and I are chatting with Alan O'Connor. And we're talking about 2023. And I think we got to the month of March. So, Alan, what are we expecting for the month of March in 2023? All right. As I was talking, Saturn will enter Pisces. And that's going to, you know, like I was just saying, um, and it will stay there for about two and a half years, 
for close to two and a quarter years. Okay. Um, it enters on the 8th of March and it will leave on the 26th of, of May, 2025. Saturn's cycle is usually two and a half years. So, you know, that's a cycle where, you know, you can, you know, it's, it's not a very long cycle, but it's a long enough cycle where trends change in your life. That's where, you know, you can, you know, there's usually some kind of change in your life. Saturn going into Pisces is going to tell you that you can go and chase your ideals, your dreams, but do it in a practical way. Dreams can become realities now, okay, but with careful planning, okay, with very, very careful planning, okay. Um, so this Mercury retrograde period we're having now, start planning to make your dreams, your ideals and your dreams become reality. Um uh, so, yeah, it's going to, you know, you want to deal with your immediate dreams. Okay. So um, that's pretty, that's going to be pretty exciting because, um, you know, Saturn is practical, you know, so you have a practical planet uh, with uh, in an illusionary sign, a sign of idealism and belief. So I see practical spiritual practices, um, you know, being at the forefront. People are going to be spiritual but in a very practical way, like what magic? I want to do magic that I know is, or, you know, I feel is going to work. You know, and I'm going to, and I'm going to plan it. That's when it gets exciting. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move on. Uh, Pluto will enter Aquarius also in March. Um, you know, for three months, it'll retrograde back. You know, into uh, Capricorn, and then until the 24th of next year and then after that it will stay in aquarius till 2043 <laughs> we're looking at 22 years of pluto coming up in aquarius and what that means is people are going to be and in general people are going to transform their belief system their, especially when it comes to humanitarian causes Okay, their goals, um, the the social groups that they hang with. Okay, um, it's going to be a time to have unconventional beliefs. You know, uh, you know, it, th there will be unconventional solutions to problems. So, on a personal matter, try. You know, and this is a long time. <laughs> We're talking a long time. So, over that twenty-year period, you know. Let that unconventional part of you kind of come out and see what happens. Okay. Um, personal freedom will be very important. So, you know, more so if you know a little bit about astrology, look at where Pluto is in your chart and where it's transiting in your chart. And that issue of your life is where you'll want to, where, where your transformation will be focused. Okay, so that's a long-term thing. <laughs> we just had about like 20 years of Pluto and Capricorn. So, you know, now it's moving out. All right, this one's the big thing coming up. And this starts, uh, Jupiter is going to square Pluto. All right, uh, that's going to start in May on the 9th. And that's going to last um, till the 27th of May. So it's a three-week period about. Okay, uh, now this is big, okay, because Jupiter is all about justice and expansion. 
Pluto is all about transformation. Okay. Um, you know, so you want to trans, you know, the justice system will be, you know, it's a good time to transform in the just in the area of justice. So I'm gonna go through this because I wrote some notes down because it was way too much for me to remember. So this is really good for boosting your ambitions. Okay. Um, so this would be great time if you know you whatever if you have any ambition to accomplish something, that three-week period is going to challenge you to do that, okay? Um, to really, really, um, you know what? I'm going to go for it. This is what I want to do. I've always wanted to do this, and this is what I'm going to do. I've always wanted to be in this coven. I've always wanted to study this, okay? Um, this is going to bring some success, success in your social life, okay? So this is a great time to expand your social life, okay? Meet people, meet people who have the same, you know, that you, you know, the same likes that you do, you know, kind of find, you know, where you want to be and grow with them. Jupiter is about growth. Okay. Um, now, here's the not so good stuff. Be very watchful of conflicts with your social friends, groups that you associated with, um, your significant other. Um, so that's going to happen. And, um, See, that's happening in May. And yeah, that, that also is going to overlap with a Mercury retrograde for a, a week in May. So that's going to be a double whammy. So be very mindful when you have an argument with your significant other or whoever. Um, um, be very uh, careful about having confrontation with people in power, authority figures. Government figures. Um, this is where the the justice and the law the law stuff comes in. Okay, anybody who has authority over you, you want to be very mindful that you're you know you're not you're not you know you want to you want to say your piece, but you don't want to be too much of an ass about it. You want to just kind of like all right, you know, you want to. <laughs> um, you get that cell. You get that cell. Make sure uh -oh. that. <laughs> um. Be very careful of being obsessed. Pluto rules obsession. Pluto mm -hmm. rules underhandedness. Pluto rules criminal organizations. Okay. So with Jupiter there, be very wary of being, you know, of any legal issues that you may have. Just try and stay on the straight and narrow. You know, the criminal element will somehow interact with you. It's possible. So be very wary of that. Okay. Um, you know, if you have like a legal issue, you know, you know, keep your hands as clean as you can. Now, Jupiter's going to try and help you solve that. Jupiter is really good for justice. Just keep the criminal element. <laughs> and, so, you know, sometimes you can't help that. The criminal element just kind of. But where Pluto is in your chart is where you are very obsessive and where you do things underhanded. So we all have that part in us where we. It rules things that are hidden under the ground, plumbing, things like that. So hidden underhanded tactics. So we all will do that once in a while, use an underhanded tactic to get our way or to get, you know, uh, in a way, it would be great time if you have a legal issue to get a lawyer that, that is a little underhanded to get you out of a jam. <laughs> but, um, finally, the best part of this transit is to... Um, it's good for rebuilding anything. Pluto tears things down over a long period of time. 
and then rebuilds them. You know, you, 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 I would associate Pluto with like a slow erosion. It just, things just erode and decay, and then you start building them. Now, this last full moon, I'm going to mention that, which is actually still happening as, you know, as of tonight. It's the full moon in Cancer, and it's still happening as of tonight here on the Eastern Time Zone. And uh, this is a perfect moon to do magic, to lay down new foundations and to build new things. Lay your foundations down. I, I you know, um, start from scratch. You know, you're just coming off a of Yule where we started a new year. So once again, emphasis on new things. Any magic for the women in your life or mother figures or anybody who nurtured you, great time. Elderly parents, if you need to tend to them, do magic for that. Excellent time for that. You still have time. You still have time to do that. Put out an intention. Okay. Um, you know, so yeah, pretty much whether, you know, you know, going back to the, the, the Jupiter square Pluto, whether it's a business partnership, you know, um, a relationship, a home. Yes. Put it, you know, rebuilding your home. Good time for that. Good time for that. So it's a challenging aspect, but it's an aspect that can bring many good things into your life. So, uh, if you're ready to start some th new things, ready to clean house, this is a time to do it, you know, you know, especially with this full moon, you know. Um, maybe your house is messy. Do magic to help get you, give you the motivation to just clean your house up, you know, or, re or, or, or re re restructure it. All right, I got one more thing. Um, Venus retrograde. You know, talk about that. Venus will go retrograde on the 23rd of July to the 9th of August, or no, to the 3rd of August. I'm sorry, the 3rd of August. When Venus goes retrograde, um, you know, Venus rules love and affection. So that's more inwardly directed. I'm going to start with the good stuff. If you're the kind of person that kind of like doesn't have the confidence and you put yourself down and you don't think you're worth much, it's a great time for self-love. You know, give, you know, you know, take care of yourself, love yourself. You know, that's really important. That's what us witches really have to do. That's one of the most major things we have to do. Because once you love yourself, then you're going to go out there and share that with the entire community. And that's a great thing. That is an amazing thing. Um, but however, when Venus is retrograde, sometimes you get very shy and you can be misunderstood there, you know, like, Expressing your love can become a little difficult, um, you know, expressing affection to others. So, you know, we, a lot of us will get shy and sometimes that could, um, you know, that could, uh, you know, that could uh, be lead to some misunderstandings. Now I'm checking something. All right. The good part is, uh, well, yeah, the Mer one of the Mercury retrogrades will also overlap the Venus retrograde. <laughs> so <laughs> look for definite misunderstandings with partners. <laughs> okay, So be very careful at that time. That's why I wanted to give you the specific dates to look for that. So if you, you know, and, and everybody out there, if you think, you know, the world is ending, you know, and you're going through a hard time, just remember, and I do this with a lot of readings. I've had people that I read and they're like, my life's going through hell. And, you know, basically I'm like, 
no, the planets are just affecting you like this. Give it a week or two, and I'll look at what the planet is moving out, and things will be fine. And most of the time, oh, hey, I felt terrible last week, but I'm fine now. I'm like, there you go. So I blame the planets. It's a good way, but, but that's what they do. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I have. Um, any questions? Well, I think one of the things that happens, you, you mentioned early on that you had gotten into astrology in the 80s and it was very helpful to your magic. And I think that there are a lot of practitioners that could benefit from astrology. Um, but astrology can feel very overwhelming. There's a lot of moving parts. I've been making my own studies of astrology and I've started to get into the primary elements that that are immediately helpful and recognize that you know you you can go as deep as you you choose to go uh, so for the people who are curious about astrology recognize it could help with their magic but they just do not know what the hell to do <laughs> to, to oh, start to incorporate it how do you take the baby steps of accessing astrology into your practice because it's not reading your horoscope every day no um it's it, i have a class that i teach where i pretty much try to teach 30 years of astrological knowledge in like an hour or two <laughs> so i stick to the basics um if you're just starting well in astrology um if you're a bait let's say you're a baby witch and you're like, well, and magical timing is very, very important. Um, it can really be the difference between magic working and not working. Now, of course, I get into the total, I'm total, totally anal about this. I get into the major details, but I concentrate on two planets. When I teach beginners, it's like, okay, you, if you're going to start out in astrology, as long, all you need to do is know what each planet means, what each sign means. Uh, and it helps a lot, but basically planets and signs. Houses helps a lot more, too. Um, I always concentrate on two planets because most of us witches, we're either doing magic to bring an intention to us or we're doing magic to get rid of something we don't want. So if you know what Saturn and Venus mean, then you can do magic, you know, and you can do astrology. And you would only have to look at those two planets where they are in your chart because Saturn is Saturn repels things. Saturn constricts things. It makes things smaller. You, you, you know, I, I like to do magic and, you know, Saturn banishes. Okay. And um, Venus attracts. So if you know where those planets are in your chart, but let's say you don't know how to read your chart. All right. Let's just do, we all do magic by the moon. Okay. So, all you have to do is know when the moon is new, and when the moon is, um, and when the moon is full. Okay, if you know that, pretty much magic to bring something to you, do between when the moon is new, and when the moon is full. From the full moon part to the new moon part, do magic to banish. Okay, you don't even have to worry about Saturn and Venus to be really, here's a witch's date book. And in this book, this tells you all the positions of the moon, what signs they're in on any given day. All right. 
And what you do, you know, this is a great thing to have if you can get this. It's a Llewellyn Witches date book, and it goes for the whole year of 2023. And for instance, here we're looking, see, this means full moon, and it will tell you what sign it's full in, which is cancer. And then there, it gives you all your information you need. So you'll always know where the moon is if you have one of these. And then you can time your magic by that. Um, and um, the only other thing that you need to know is something called void of course moon. That can be anywhere from, and the moon goes void of course every two and a half days. It could be for about 12 to, it could be like up to 12 hours or it could be 10 minutes, okay? When the moon is void, that you, you usually don't want to do magic because it's not interacting with any other planetary energies and it's kind of just sitting there, you know, in neutral, like a car running and not going anywhere. Um, so uh, uh, many witches think that's when the goddess is resting. <laughs> so we, we uh, well, well, no matter what you tend to believe, um, the magic could still work, but it usually works in the way you don't want it to, <laughs> or it doesn't work at all. So that's my real crash course on, uh, and I hope it helps everybody out there. I really hope it helps you all out there. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Whew, got that in. <laughs> well, that was a quick course on, on, um, astrology. That was your 30-second course on astrology. There you go. <laughs> and with that, we are going to be right back after we listen to these wonderful, wonderful messages from our amazing sponsors. And we're going to be back with our witches cabinet. The Witching Hour is here, and new magical products arrive at Moonlight Potions and Charms. And what appears during the magical hour? Our mysterious Triple Goddess Hecate Key Necklace comes in two sizes, perfectly aligned with her wheel so her devotees can find their way through the darkness. The handsome hand of God statues believed to be protective talismans of luck fertility, abundance, and good health come in black or white. One of the best ways to bring your ancestors with you no matter where you go is our traveling ancestor altar on the go. They come in three sizes, small, medium, and large, perfect for all of your needs. They include candles, and oil, a toy for the little ones who passed on, and so much more to honor your beloved dead. And our Papalegba key necklace are perfect for the devotees of the King of the Crossroads. It comes in two sizes, each one specifically prayed over and dedicated to Papalegba himself. And appearing for the first time, Baron Sam D and Mama Gray J, Altar on the Go Limited Edition. Yes, you can take your altar to the cemetery with you. How cool is that? The traveling altar is complete with top hats, coffin nails, a cross from Mama Bridget, and so much more with room for you to add your own items. The show Baron MD and Mama Bridget the altar perfect for them. And don't forget our bare bone trio, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, skeletons have returned. There is so much more. 
in our wicked store to help you to embrace the power of your own magic. So come on in to Moonlight Potions and Charms at www.moonlightpotionscharms.com and discover the wicked things that ignite the magical passion in you. Anybody can tell you what is on a tarot or oracle card. What matters is seeing beyond what others may not be able to see and help the client to uncover what lies in the mist. What do readings from Moonlight Potions and Charms do? Wednesday, I did this ancestor reading and it was an amazing reading. And it was a detailed reading. And I remember talking to this customer's ancestors and it was so delightful and he wanted some questions to be answered about the magic in his family because he didn't know and his family was mostly like most of our families are you know how everything is like hush hush when it comes to the magic in his family and he wanted to know who can he actually talk to about the history of the magic in his family and i was able to give him specifically who he can go to to talk to about that what particular deity he can actually go to to be able to help him with this and it was just an amazing reading and, and talking to his ancestors they were such a delight and they told me so much about this customer it was just an absolutely wonderful wonderful reading for him and i was just so happy to be able to give him this wonderful reading it's really amazing to be able to give people these readings these products that's really going to help them and be able to give back to the community because this is what Moonlight Posters and Charms is about. We want to help you to embrace the power of your own magic. That is what we are all about, is to help you to do that. Book now and allow our wonderful staff to take care of your spiritual reading needs. And there is so much more in our wicked store to help you to embrace the power of your own magic so come on in to moonlight potions and charms at www.moonlightpotionscharms.com and discover the wicked things that ignite the magical passion in you and welcome back to witch hat chats i'm saul ravencraft i am here with miss nikki kirby and we are here with alan o'connor it's time for the witch's cabinet where we get busy hell yeah hell yeah so alan what have you cooked up for us today all right first of all i wanted to give you a give everybody out there a quick peek at what i do it seems like a lot, but depending upon your knowledge, <laughs> excuse me, um, you know, you might want to try it. Um, uh, there will be a picture coming up soon, and this is an example of the correspondence magic I do. I'm going to explain the picture. Uh, okay, I was um, I was working with the goddess Bridget. Okay, I, obviously you can see the Bridget's cross, um, but what I do is I put I put a lot of correspondences into my magic. 
this was a spell that was about prosperity and wisdom. I wanted more prosperity and more wisdom in my life, and I was willing to work for it. So, uh, as you can see, the first tarot, the Ace of Pentacles off to the left, you know, that's a new beginning of prosperity. Then comes the Hermit with the wisdom, and then the Eight of Pentacles for, I'm willing to work hard for prosperity and for, for spiritual enlightenment and wisdom. And then I used, I used three of everything. My first teacher, uh, Kim, Kim Cabot, told me, use three of everything in everything you do. Three, no more, no less. Um, you'll notice there are three stones on top of the tarot cards. Um, and I forget what they were, but I think one was emerald, one was green adventuring. I think the other was hematite. I'm not sure what the stones were. Um, I've got it written down, but that's another thing to get that out. Then I have the three runes. Okay, obviously, if you know your runes, Feu is all about, you know, prosperity and great things happening. Ansus is great for communication and wisdom. And then Taiwaz, uh, which is great for facing challenges. Okay. Uh, then there are the, the woods. Birch is about beginnings. Okay. Elder is about wisdom. And Alder is hard work. You know, so... Once again, when, you, when, when you're doing a spell and you're thinking, what goes with this? What goes with this? You're already manifesting that. You know, even as you're writing the spell, it's starting to work before you even speak. So I just wanted to give an example of, of what I do. You know, so if you want to try that out there, you may not have the knowledge of everything there. But if you know herbs, you can put three herbs in with your spell. And what I do with the herbs, which you didn't see, is when I read the spell, I fold it and I burn the herbs in the spell. So that's another correspondence. That So that's five correspondences right there. And then there are ones written on the spell. So I get really into it, but you can do that at home and it's fun and your magic, I think you'll see some, some nice results from your magic. So I wanted to show everybody that before we got started. So in the spirit of our witch's cabinet where uh, you do try this at home, uh, Alan, do you have a spell that you can share with us that people can dig a little deeper into how you do things and maybe add those correspondences to spice it up their own way? Oh, yeah. All right. So I'm going to read a spell, which is perfect for the full moon tonight for all of us. So this is for all of us. Okay. This is a spell. I wrote this over 10 years ago. Um, and I was calling, you know... I'm going to, I'm going to, we all work with different gods and goddesses, so I'm going to use the goddess in general. Goddess, as the winds of change around us churn, may your love keep the stability of our homes firm. Let us not be held and tied with a tether, but strong so that our families all stay together. May our homes be ones of happiness and love. Let friction Upheaval, worry, and stress be the traits we will all be free of. Please protect the foundations of our homes and surround it with protective magical domes. We thank you for your wonderful gift. You always provide us with a spiritual lift. Blessings, and so mote it be. So mote it be. Promote it be. 
So, so that's for people example. that want to explore the uh, the correspondences here, I'm thinking don't tell them uh, the items that they should be looking for, but tell them the ideas they should be looking for and let them do their own correspondence experiment. So what ideas would you focus on to find your correspondences for this spell? All right. First thing you do, what do you want? Find out what your intention is. I always write the spell first, okay? Always write your intentions first. Once you've written a spell, then you can suit your correspondences around how you wrote the spell if you want to. And, um, and, and you know, and, you know, exactly. Try what you, we've all been taught different things. Uh, one stone means something to somebody. The same stone means something totally different to somebody. It's all what you believe. Okay, once again, belief and intention. That's, that's most of magic right there. Um, so, you know, all you got to do, like, for instance, uh, maybe you're really good at herbs. Okay, you know your herbs. So, you know, we wrote a spell for the home. So if you know your herbs, pick out three herbs that are good at, that, that have to go with starting new things or laying down new foundations, um, you know, depending upon the knowledge you have. So that's what I do. Once the spell is written, uh, I just sit there and I just like, okay, what goes with what I wrote in the spell? Uh, that I know. Um, now I know runes, you know, I know tarot. Um, now I usually start with tarot, but not everybody knows tarot. You might just want to burn, you know, I just want to put some stones or you might just, you might know woods, you know, you, you know, I also put Jewish letters. I use the Jewish alphabet. Um, I throw a little Kabbalah in there, you know, so you Lots of us know different alphabets. You know, we're very diverse out here. We all have different knowledge. But just the key thing is pick three. Witches do everything in threes. I, I you know, one of the things, and I've only been doing the stuff, the three stuff, uh, you know, you know, uh, real, you know, I used to do it, you know, I used to always do three, but now I'm like three of a lot of things, uh, you know, but, you know, as long as three is key, uh, three and nine. They're really key. If you get up to nine, that's really fun. Um, I'm almost there. But <laughs> I'm still learning things. Incenses are my next project. Um, but whatever, you know, and just try. Just try something. You know, I, you know, just use my example, you know. You know, you don't even have to know the tarot cards. Take a day. If you've got a deck of tarot cards, well, this card looks like it would go work for me. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, Use your intuition. It. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, <laughs> no, but Saul, Saul, that's a very good point. Um, uh, there are no absolutes. It's like, no, you've got to use this. In that example, that's what I used. But hey, what do I know? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, that's what I used, and it worked for me. You can use something different, and it will probably work for you. The point right. is, so I'm just going to, like you said, that's the structure that I use. If you use the structure, you you don't have to use the exact same thing, and as many as you can. And, you know, if you know magical alphabets, I also put those correspondences, I write them in spells, I write them on the spell. Um, I'm going to provide a copy of the spell in the notes uh, that I just read, uh, okay? Um, 
and um, that way you'll have a copy of 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 an example of one of my spells. Okay, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, awesome. So, now the spell that I read is not the spell that goes with the correspondences that you saw. That was a different example. I just wanted to sure. make that plain and clear because some uh, some of us who you know some of us witches out there were like, why was he using that for that spell? <laughs> so. <laughs> Once again, like Saul said, this is simply for context only. And, uh, you know, if you know, it, it, this would really be great if some of you out there can do this and, you know, let us know how it worked. Because, you know, that's, that's what we're here for. We're here to make you better witches and to make you happier and uh, share with each other. You know, I've, I've certainly picked up things from so many different traditions and I've just plugged them in. You know, you're allowed to steal other people's stuff. <laughs> you know, you, you're allowed. Oh, I like what I saw at that ritual. I'm going to plug that in. I think a lot of practitioners, they, they hesitate because they get so worried about doing it right. And and they miss that the, it's not about doing it right. I mean, yeah, there is a degree of that, but, but it's mostly about doing it. <laughs> And if you think about doing it, but you don't do it, then then you miss out on on what magic is all about. Uh, so so get over yourself. Right. And, and you know, it's not about. Um, well, you said uh, stealing of, of other people's, you know, stuff, as long as you're not taking credit for it in front of other people, you know, you can use it in private. It's one thing, but if you're going to be using it in a public forum, you really need to give give the credit where the credit's due. I that agree. One thing I do want to mention. Um, but yeah, you can be able to take take or either take that ritual and say, "Hey, I don't like this portion. Let's let's do it this way." You know, it's it's one of those things. Don't be afraid of changing. You know, tweaking this or this or that. It's okay, because that's just what you need to do. It's your spirituality. Only you can be able to do it. Um, I'm, I'm just one of those people that, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm not a stick in the mud when it comes to um, doing things this way and this way and this way and this. Uh-uh, I, I, I can't. Okay, that's the reason why I don't wear formal robes all the time, and and it's too damn hot. Okay, <laughs> it's just too damn hot. You're practical. You're practical, Nikki. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm too practical. I, I'm not a ceremonial person. I never have been. You know, when they want you to wear 18 layers of clothing, what the hell? Okay, and you're in the South, for God's sakes. In July, are you freaking kidding me? I mean, who the hell doesn't sweat in the South in July? I mean, come on, what the hell? You know. <laughs> I agree, and and once again, now speaking of that, we are kind of ceremonial in what we do, but once again, this is the part where Alan's not an ass. I was like. You know, we're practical. <clears throat> it's like, yeah, we'll wear robes. But if it's 90 degrees out, it's like, okay, we'll skip the robes today. <laughs> you know, we'll skip that. You know, it's like, well, you know, and once again, um, you know, if someone says 
you know, our, our, you know, with our ritual, it's like pretty much it's all up here. And if someone misses a word here or there, just keep going. The world's not going to end. If you make a mistake, just keep going. The goddess loves when we screw up. You know, she really does. And so does the god. It's like, you know, okay, it's not a big deal. It's it's why our intentions are pure and the world's not going to end. So, you know, so right. I, I, I like the strict teaching that I got. I mean, I had strict teachers um, and they taught me very well. But I've kind of like, I, I just kind of mix it with common sense. Know, with common sense it's like well yes i want stand i want us to have standards but i also the world's not going to end if we if, if if we don't do it exactly perfect and i have actually changed the ritual that i was taught you know from some of the things i've seen that other traditioners doing rituals and have made little tweaks like you said nikki little tweaks and i think it's so much better i think it's been so it's so much better so common sense that's all you got to do well, it, it's also a lot more relieving, too, because it's you can't do magic when you're under a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. It, it's, and I'm one of those people where, you know, when you're starting out, it's okay to be reading from something. That's fine. That's fine when you're starting out. And, or, or when you're memorizing something. Okay, that's fine when you're starting out. But when you're getting to the level that you and me are, I'd rather say it from the heart. I'm just one of those. Because I'm <sighs> having to sit here and read it from a a a book or or reading it from, you know, or having to memorize it and stuff like that. It's like it how it's hard for me to actually it doesn't feel like it's coming from the heart. And to me, magic is it's not it's not from the mind as much as it is from the heart, is what I, I believe. And when I've had people to get upset when they miss a word or they mispronounce a word, or and I'm like, Jesus Christ, just get through it. It doesn't really freaking matter. You know, <laughs> I mean, damn. You know, it, it, just just get through it. Just say what you want to say, honey. It doesn't matter. If you want to call the quarters and you say, come on in, East. Let's rock and roll. Fine. Okay. We got it. No problem. You don't have to sit here and go, okay, I'm calling on the watchtowers of the East and uh, blah, blah. I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, blah, blah, blah. Don't, who gives a shit? They don't fucking care. <laughs> I, I, what I, now we have like structured quarter calls. However, this is where I learned from one of my students. When she was calling the quarters one time during ritual, she changed a few words and just, and I was like, I didn't say nothing. And then I was like, that was brilliant. That was beautiful. That was amazing. I was like, I like what you did. So mm -hmm. once again, you know, and we're leaders. Um, let your students grow into what they're going to be. And, you know, and if they change a word here or there, the world's not going to end. So uh, there have been so many things my students have done that were just spur of the moment in ritual. And every time, 
every single time, I have not been disappointed. I'm like, I didn't tell her to do that, and she just did it, and it was gorgeous. It was amazing. And that's when you're proud as a teacher. And, you know, I, mm -hmm. I cannot be more proud of the students I have. So, and I think I have another one coming. So we'll see. <laughs> I'm working on a new one now. All right. So how can our people reach you? All right. I have a Gmail. Um, and I think that will be in the notes. Mm -hmm. But it's way too much to spell. It's gothiccatster <laughs> at gmail.com. But that should be in the notes after the show. Um, I do have a Facebook page. And you'll know it's me because it, the Facebook name is Alan O'Connor. And if you see a picture of a guy with elf ears, that's me. <laughs> right? And I'm, I, I live here in Baltimore, Maryland. So, you know, if a guy, Alan O'Connor, Baltimore, Maryland comes up, then you know you have me. And it should pop up because friends in common, most likely if you're a witch somewhere, we're going to have witch friends in common, so it'll pop up. So I always check Facebook Messenger, and I always check my Gmail every single day. So, and if you're in the Baltimore area or Delaware, you know, Wilmington, Delaware, you're somewhere in Delaware, uh, even we've got people in our coven. Our coven is over three states. We got people in York, Pennsylvania. We got people in Wilmington, Delaware. We got people in Dover, Delaware. We got some here in Baltimore, some in Laurel, Maryland. Where So we do a lot of travel. We really must like each other because it's usually an hour for a lot of people, more than an hour for some to drive to Ritual. So if you're in the area, hey, give, drop me a message. Uh, if you're, you know, where uh, we've maybe take on one or two more students um, if you're interested, but we'll chat. So you can drop me an email or a, or a Facebook message. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show, Alan. Once again, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on your show every year um, and to spread the good word through the community. So, uh, yeah, uh, blessed be, brothers and sisters. <laughs> blessed be. And thank you, Saul and Nikki. Well, that's all for our show today. So join us next week when Saul and I will be chatting about Manifestasia 2023 with some of our wonderful, amazing speakers. So embrace your power, support your community, and keep your fuzzy babies, your family, friends, and yourself safe. And have an absolute magical week. You have, you been, have listening been listening to, to Witch Hat Chats. Chat. Host, host Miss Nikki Kirby. Co-host Saul, Saul Ravencraft. Guest host, Guest host Daniela Alan O'Connor. Executive producer, Executive producer Nikki Kirby. Nikki Kirby. Producer. Producer Saul Ravencraft. Saul Ravencraft. Video editor. Video editor. Magical Mist Magical Entertainment. Entertainment. Mythmade Myth Productions. Productions. Which had chats theme song, song. The Middle Witch. The Middle Witch. By Serena Janini. Magical Mist Entertainment. Mythmade Myth Productions. Sponsored, Sponsored by. by 
ever moving ride. Moonlight potions and charms. Texas Mojo Man. Copyrighted 2020 through 2022 by Kirby and Witch Hat Chats. By Trademark. Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chats. Trademark. All rights reserved. All material of Witch Hat Chats is a trademark of Nikki Kirby and Magical Myths Entertainment. This podcast is for information only and is not an offering of sale of any security of Witch Hat Chats trademark or its project or its affiliates. All video, audio, and music are the property of Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chats trademark and may not be disclosed, distributed, or reproduced without the express written permission of Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chats trademark.